First off, I'd like to say congratulations. You are in at the beginning of something amazing. I'm about to show you something that's amazing. You guys want to see something amazing? Yes, I want to see something amazing. Yeah. What is it? So amazing. Amazing. Whoa, amazing! What are you waiting for? I don't know. Something amazing, I guess. This week on Something, something amazing. amazing. A man tried to learn how to ride a backwards bike. What is it? What, how did that go? <laughs> Do you think you can hear the difference between hot and cold water? We'll find out. Would you want to share some food with the polar bear? I teach you how to go about it. And robots are gently caressing humans to sexy music to see if they're turned on. We also learn some fun etymological facts from our mailbag. All that and more and friendship and facts here on Something Amazing. Welcome to Something, Something Amazing. Amazing. I'm Amberly Carl. I'm Matt Saracini. And welcome back to our normal format. Yeah, we're not in front of a live audience. Nobody's laughing at us <laughs> for uh, any reasons. No, no. It was great to do the live show. Um, That's if, cool. If you haven't had a chance to hear it yet, uh, just go back one episode. Uh, we did it live uh, in front of an audience with with guests from the Melbourne Fringe, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we got them to tell us their facts, and I found out what it's like to uh, read a fact that you think is amazing to an audience and then not really receive it like you would have hoped. It's that brutal instant feedback, <laughs> it really isn't was. it? Because like when you when you find something amazing, like it inspires something inside you, right? And you get that feeling and you're like, I can't wait to share this with everyone. I tell everybody about this. I mean that's fact. the reason we've made this podcast, because yeah. that's what we want to share, I guess, and then to get like a <laughs> nil response. <laughs> it's kind of like telling someone you love them and then being like Thank you. Thanks for that. Thank you so much. Cool. Or you doing a performance and someone being like, you looked like you were having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, we are back to normal. So and we are having so much fun. Yeah, it's just you and me. So I will support your fat no matter what. Thank um, you. That's a lie. If it's bad, no, I'm going to tell you it's you're bad. You're pretty brutally honest. I know. I know. But really I'm also pretty brutally honest to you. If your fact is about robots, which it always is, but if it like <laughs> is boring, like only you would find interesting. <laughs> you do or- let me know. You always go something along the lines of, I have no idea what you're talking no, about. No, you've, you've lost me for the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go first this week? You know what? I'll allow it. Okay. This is my first something amazing. You've, your body language has like changed to more energetic. So I feel like this is a big one. Okay. I'm just like excited about this you swinging around. Because I've only ever played you an audio clip once ever before. Vivo. It, what was his name? Vivo. It, yeah, Dido. It was the, Banco. the robot that taught itself how to play marimba. Tubi. He was very cute. Yeah. Not very good at marimba. No. But, but a cute robot nonetheless. <laughs> Um, so this this is another fact that has a bit of audio. Do you have a cute robot though? Um, no, no I'm robots. All about the cuties. No robots associated uh, with this fact at all. What? I Who know. are you? I know. Matt Saracini. Here we go. <laughs> uh, I've got to give credit, first of all, to Steve Ma- Mould. Steve Mould. Oh, sorry. I just remembered. What? We've got mailbag this week too. Do we? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, let's do that later then. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, great. <laughs> Why did Steve Mould remind you of our mailbag? Because you were saying thank you to someone and I and I was like, oh, thank you to that <laughs> listener that called in. They're the best. Do you know what I realized? That if you go up to somebody with like wide eyes and like open body language and go, oh, you know what? You've forgotten. 
What? They'll remember. If they've forgotten something, they'll remember it oh, right away. I mustn't have forgotten anything. No, you're good. You're fine. You're 100% <laughs> sweet on your schedule. Wow. Um, we used to. That's a public service yeah, thing you could do for people. Well, like, I just did it. Like, in fact, if anybody <laughs> listening was like, oh my God, the washing. Or, oh my God, I gotta pick up my brother from the airport. Oh my God, I have to pick up my brother from the airport. Bye. Oh, he's left. <laughs> well, if I did just then go, oh, you know what? You've forgotten and you did remember something. Send an email to our mailbag. Hello, something amazing at gmail.com. Uh, Have you ever done that thing where you've tied a string around your um, finger to remember, remember something, something and then you've been like, you've seen it and be like, what? Why is there string on my finger? What <laughs> I, is this for? I, no, it's like memento, but it's really <laughs> low stakes. <laughs> a good way to remember something. This is how I do it. Like, for example, I have to put it in a roster every week. Yeah. And so I'm like, you can't forget it. So so I'll picture where I want to be like when I'm doing it. So I'm like, okay, I know it like around six o'clock today, I'll probably have a cup of tea. So I like picture the kettle and I'll be like, do your roster, do your roster, do your roster, like a million times in my head. And then every time I go to the kettle, kettle. I think about doing my roster. Yeah, apparently your, your memory's really good at location. So for example, right. if I go picture your house at home mm-hmm. and, and you walk into the front room and and what's, what's your front room? Is it like a lounge room or a kitchen? No, you sort of walk into this hallway that's got this like book, like this ridiculous bookcase along it that goes on forever and no one could ever fill. Okay. And on that bookcase is Britney Spears wearing a pink dress and juggling bananas. Right. What? And then you walk down no, uh, she and, then, and then you go into the next room, which is... Um, the, I guess the kitchen. The kitchen. So, and on the kitchen table is your year six teacher. Are you making like something in my brain that I'm going to discover later? Right no, now? No, no, I'm not Darren Browning. You, but <laughs> I guess my point is that like we could now go for half an hour of chatting, and then I could ask you, okay, what was on the bookshelf, and you'll remember exactly ah, because, because it was on a because it was on the bookshelf. It's in well, it's in a location. And, Mr. And- Hills was my year six teacher. And oh. my year seven teacher. And now they're on your now kitchen table. Now he's on my table. kitchen t- table forever. <laughs> forever. Sorry about His that. His kids need him. So apparently that's a good way to remember. And also here's another tip about remembering names. You know how people oh, are like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not so great bad at with it. names, right? Everybody well, it's not that I'm not great at it. It's that I don't believe in myself. So when I see someone and I'm like, I always have their name right. But if I was to introduce them, just saying the name aloud wrong is so scary to me that I just don't. Do it. I'm too scared to say a name aloud and say it wrong. So apparently it's quite um, you, like your memory for names is quite good if you can add a, a visual element to it. So like, like Michael of- Scott does when, when he goes around. What, what does he do? From the he- office. He goes around and he's like, uh, fat guts, uh, funny nose. And he's like, okay, funny nose. Uh, who knows? Oh, Michael knows. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the one that the tip that I learned, so, so I was learning your name, Amberly. Mm-hmm. Um, that is my name. Yeah, the tip is to uh, picture your head as like, you know, remember when you used to have Nintendo Me characters? Yeah. So like the cartoon version of your head. <laughs> and then if I picture in big bubble letters, Amberly, yeah. and then apparently this is the important bit, then you spin all those things around like in 3D. This so is the, dumb. <laughs> so the letters spin and your name spins. So every time that I see you, I'm like, Amberly, because I've, I've added movement to those letters. Is this a like cheeky look into you, how your brain works? Yeah, so whenever I'm you people. see everyone as like amiibos <laughs> <laughs> with 3D spinning letters next to them. Uh, anyway, so on to my something amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Amberly. I forgot, I forgot all about it. Amberly. <laughs> did you know that you can hear the difference between hot water and cold water? Wow. Yeah, I know, right? So, um, I'm going to play some so audio. So, if you like, so some people can like put on a bath and they're like, just right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to play you some audio and it's um, 
identical jugs being poured into identical mugs. Okay. And it's going to be two And will pours. I know? Or will I don't I know. know. Let's okay. find out, it's, right? To be fair, it's a 50-50 chance. Right? Yeah, I know. But like, but try. Yeah, okay. I'll try. So have a listen to this and tell me which one is the hot water being poured and which one See, is the cold water being poured. See, in my brain, I imagine the hot water is going to be lower. That's just my go-to. Okay, let's find out. Uh, first one was cold, second one was hot. Absolutely right. <laughs> yes. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> and now the the, the reason as I as it it feels like the second one is more like comforting. You actually it sounds like tea. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, you are really on the right track because water is thick or it has viscosity. <laughs> that means that um, when something warms up, its viscosity changes. Now, it's more clear to understand that with something like honey, which is like really thick and viscous. Mm. So hot honey is really runny and pory. And then, hot um, honey. That's <laughs> a like stripper name. <laughs> <laughs> or then, like a cabaret act or a burlesque performer. Exactly. Uh, cold honey, though, is quite thick. and Cold like, honey also works it's, it's as a burlesque to, name. Harder to pour. Uh, water is essentially the same. So the changing of the temperature changes splashiness. Right. So it's easy to pour. So it's like coming out faster? I guess like um, hot water is like less viscous. Um, so it's like lighter is probably the wrong word, but like when it, that's why it makes that deep sound when it hits the water and the yeah. cold water's tighter together and that makes it like Yeah, crazy. Like, I, like, and it was like, even as, as they poured the first thing, I was like, that's the cold. Yeah. <laughs> you just know. You can just tell, right? But, yeah. but the, the weird thing is how, how do we it's know crazy. this? It's crazy. That's like, so good. When I read the headline, you were like, no way. And then <laughs> when you heard it, you're like, of course I know this. Yeah. It's because your, um, I guess your brain has just stored this. Yeah, cool. Uh, and if you had never heard hot water be poured before, mm. would you be able to do this? I don't know. Maybe no. it's like drawing on a pattern Yeah, of no. what you know already. And I feel like I'm at an advantage because I do drink so much tea. <laughs> <laughs> but I did this, this, and here comes the existential spiral. Uh-oh. Because I was like, well. Because you've d- never drunk tea before in your life. <laughs> so I needed to pour myself a cup of real fast. <laughs> But I was just like, well, this is an example of our brains getting something right. Yeah. But there must be heaps of times where our brains get stuff wrong. Mm. So, like, hears or sees or whatever um, gets some stimuli and then just mucks it up. And that's, like, optical illusions and audio illusions and things like that, which are yeah. all... Ba, 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 da, 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 yeah, da. Yeah, da, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly right. Um, uh, what's that called? The McGurk effect, actually. If you've never seen that, yeah, you yeah. should uh, YouTube the McGurk effect because it's really cool. Um, but, yeah, I, I was just like, that is amazing. amazing. I agree. Very good job, Matt Saracini. Okay, you're up, Amberly. Okay, so um, this is... Uh, oh, I, I, I <laughs> you got no notes for this, so I'm really no, excited. No, yeah, I th- I'm speaking from my heart. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is a guy on YouTube. I think his... I want to plug his channel. But I think it's like... Uh, learn something new every day. It's something along that oh, vein. Smarter every day. Smarter every day. I've seen some of these, but um, it's incredible. It's Have re- you seen Backwards Bike? No. Okay, so this is incredible. He um, took his bike in to be serviced, yes. and um, they tried something out where they rigged it so that it went the opposite way. So when you when you turn it to the right, the wheel goes left. <laughs> right. Well, that's a bad servicing. Well, yeah, no, they they would they did it's it to purpose, like yeah. yeah, and he got on. He was like, oh, that's okay. I'll just like do the opposite of. 
yeah. what I'm used to. And yeah. he couldn't do it at all. It would be a real mind bender. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't go for more than a second. And then he took this bike around the world and like got a, like all these people <laughs> to try it, and no one could do it. No one could get on this. Um, and so he's like, you know what? I am going to reteach my brain how to ride a bike in the opposite way. Oh, no. But then when he gets back on a normal bike, he'll <laughs> be completely lost again. Well, you, you know how they say, like, you, it's like riding a bike. You should, it's something you should never yeah. forget. It's something who, that's, like, in you. Once you've learned it, it's in you. But they also say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. So. <laughs> well, in, yeah, I've got an interesting part about this. So he went on, and I think it was, like, six to eight months. He <laughs> ride, rode it every day until finally uh, he was able to ride this, this backwards bike. Um, his son was also learning to ride the bike, yes. uh, ride a bike. The, at the, the backwards one or the normal one? Well, he was learning to ride a normal one. So he was like, well, this will be interesting because we'll see how long it takes him. Because he's never learned to ride a bike before. Yeah, it's not this instinctual thing. He's, he's like, he's, and he's also, his brain is like a much spongier because children. Yes. Um, and so he was able to pick it up much quicker. Like, wow. It wasn't like straight away, but it was like within a week he could do it. Yeah. So um, this guy's been doing this for eight months. Finally, he can ride this backwards bike. He does it to like get like win all these bets. He's like, bet you, <laughs> bet you can't ride this. And then he's like, and then they can't. And then he can, so, so he can get the money. So I guess it just goes to show that it's easier to uh, learn something than to relearn something Well, that's the thing is, yeah, because when he went back on a bike. Yeah. He couldn't ride it anymore. Again, <laughs> he couldn't ride a normal bike anymore. I, I, so he'd un- he thought he thought he'd ha- was gaining knowledge, but actually he was replacing like instinct in a way. I love useless quests. Like that is <laughs> like to spend a lot of time doing Eight something months. that has little to no use. And in now the real he world. like he had to like re and it, it didn't take him eight months to relearn to ride a bike, but it took him a lot a lot of time and effort again to learn how to ride a normal bike and now he can't just switch between them he has to be like trained up for the one that he wants to be able to do <laughs> once on a family holiday i learned how to say the alphabet backwards just out of pure boredom oh no and it has like literally no you like it, yeah yeah try try do it now said why w v no you've already stuffed it up T. yeah it's okay so Z- oh, x yeah Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-M-L-K-J-A-H-C-F-E-D-C-B-A. That's amazing. Yeah. See, and you know like, what I can do? What? 3.14159264. Well done. <laughs> that was a thing we learned in primary school for some reason. We had a competition at school where they you had to... It was like a memory competition who could memorize pi to the most amount of places. Oh, and right, this yeah. guy, Paolo Tadaro, I still that remember. That is an amazing name. That's his name. And I still remember this because he was like famous for this incident where yeah. he remembered pi... To hundreds of places. Wow, because what is, like, what is the, like, the brain's not meant to be able to do, like, more than a phone number, like. No, 10 is yeah. about right, yeah. right? Um, but apparently, yeah, so he, he. he did How this. was this guy socially? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen Paolo in a very, since high school, actually. <laughs> but I just, I love that, like, he, he saw this competition and I think the prize was, like, a crunchy bar or something. And he's like, <laughs> I'm definitely going to win this. Well, yeah. I mean, if it had been a Violet Crumble, maybe he would have gone even further. <laughs> I think we're friends on Facebook. I might tag him when I post this episode up. What was his name and the amazing name? Paolo Tadaro. Paolo Tadaro. That is, an, like, that's one of the best names I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. So, and he knows quite a lot. But I wonder if he still does. Yeah, that would be interesting too. Because there's some things, like, you learn in your childhood that stick with you forever. And then other things that are, like, quite useful that, like, you should have learned in your childhood that Go would on. help you a lot. And yeah. You would have no idea now. No idea. None. So yeah, that's yeah. basically the fact is that, like, sometimes you can't relearn things. 
<laughs> well, you can't learn things. You're not adding knowledge. You're losing other knowledge. Sometimes Which is I- like I worry about like because you like study all these things and you're like, what am I pushing out? Like, am I pushing out oh, like yeah. some precious memories by like learning this fact about dogs? Yeah, it's a, it's like, like your brain is a finite resource. Yeah. <laughs> if one goes in, ten go out. <laughs> Or those things where you like you think something's a memory, and then you think a little bit harder about it, and you realize, no, you've you've taught yourself that's your memory that actually didn't happen. Here's one that I like to do to myself. I don't even know why. And speaking of our memory palace, do you still remember what was on your bookshelf? Britney Spears juggling bananas in a pink dress. So, uh, sometimes I just like to go like think of a childhood friend's house. Oh and yeah. S- see if I can draw the floor plan of it. That's interesting because do you find uh, when I don't know if you do this, but sometimes when I'm trying to sleep, I'll like um, like play play a story in my brain, and if it's set in a house, it's always my grandparents' house for some reason. It's always their floor plan. Right. Could, do you reckon you could draw their floor plan if you needed to? Yes. Do, what was your first childhood ha- home? Um, oh, I could definitely draw that one too because it was the smallest house of exist- in existence. <laughs> it was like a unit. Because I, I, my first family home was like in a suburb called Kareen in, in yep. WA. And I remember about three rooms from it and right. vaguely where they are. Oh, and also my auntie still lives in that house. So, oh, see, I mean, well, that's I'm cheating. cheating. <laughs> <laughs> and my grandparents still live in their house. So. Like my, my childhood best friend, Russell Martin, like I used to go to his house every week yep. and I could, I reckon I could draw it like <laughs> from every single room, including the room Russell we never Martin went into. Russell Martin is such a like old person's name. Like I can't imagine a child <laughs> having that name. <laughs> well, technically he's probably 32 now. No, well, he yeah. is 32. <laughs> well, yeah, um, that makes sense. Uh, I might tag him in this episode <laughs> as well. Just it's a real. Sorry uh, that your name isn't as good as Paulo de Tadaro. Tadaro. You should have pictured it with the spinning letters. Uh, amiibos. <laughs> um, okay. Picture here- him sitting next to Britney Spears. Okay, it's a robot fact. Yep. That's Wouldn't fun. expect anything else. <laughs> uh, this one comes from one of my favourite newsletters. It's called The Sizzle, and I pay five bucks a month to get this newsletter. Uh, like a hard copy? No, it's like in your email. But like it's Sizzler. Like- the buffet. No, not like that at all. Just the sizzle. Cheesy toast. Uh, and this guy, Anthony. Sunday bar. What Make your own spider. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> uh, but what he'll do each day is he'll like look at all the tech news in the world and then summarize it in a paragraph, mm-hmm. but then also write some really funny, snarky kind of commentary on it Great. as well. Love it. Um, so I got this story from his newsletter. So mm-hmm. again, credit where credit's due. Sign up for the newsletter if you like techy <laughs> stuff like me. Um, so. Here's a headline. Robots gently caressed humans to sexy music to see if they were turned on. And now, like, when you read that headline, Anthony, who wrote the newsletter like me, was like, gotta click on that. (laughs) So... Uh, let me take you to the Max Planck Institute for Human Cognitive and Brain Sciences. Take me there, Matt. Oh, it's a great place. <laughs> uh, so what they did is they set up this room, right? And they had a um, a robotic Sex arm. Room. No, sexy no. Room. Well, I guess the intention was. Did it were have a like sexy. rotating bed in the middle? <laughs> Mirror on the ceiling. <laughs> Not quite. A few uh, peepholes around. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it's bona fide research. Bona fide, eh? <laughs> Making my boner fly. <laughs> okay, so they set up a room with a robotic arm and it had a small brush on it. Oh, yeah. Which would pet you in time to some... Oh, s- pet you, hey. To some sexy tunes. Where's it petting you in this 
bona fide room. It, actually, it's just on the underside of your forearm, which oh, is quite sensitive. Yeah, I'd be too ticklish. Really? I wouldn't, I wouldn't enjoy that at all. Okay, so the participants would rock up. They would listen to 40 pieces of music, none with lyrics. Careless Whisper. Was that one of them? None with lyrics. Twenty would be rather <laughs> the sexy. instrumental version of Careless Whisper <laughs> sent people into a frenzy. Uh, so there will be twenty rather sexy pieces, and then twenty rather non-sexy pieces. Oh, imagine if you thought your song was really sexy, and then it got chosen to be in the non-sexy pile. Oh, so, oh please. <laughs> Bach's like, oh, I thought the Brandenburg. No, I don't know Beethoven. Um, all right, I'm going to stop. No, that was going real well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so um, what they'd do is they'd come in and they'd stick one arm through a curtain and they couldn't see what was stroking them. Now, the way... This feels like a nightmare. Well, the way the experiment was kind of set up is, like, they'd see the assistant, the assistant would go behind the curtain, they'd see the assistant... Did they make the assistant to be quite attractive? (laughs) So you'd hope for the touch? No, but the assistant was holding a brush. So right. you always knew it was a brush that was touching you, never quite the assistant. Um, so um, so the whole idea was that, it, you know, in your mind you could be like, oh, that, that human is operating it. And what they wanted to do to remove the uh, human error or the effect of the assistant, they actually quickly snuck in a robot to do the touching. Okay. So at least in the experiment... It was always the exact same. It was always the exact same. Okay, so this experiment isn't about... Robots turning people on more. It's more about like this touch and this music. Yeah, well, just you wait though, right? <laughs> okay, so the first time around, people didn't know about it, uh, and the robot was snuck in and just kept the brushing consistent. Yeah. Even so, the sexier the music, the sexier the perceived touching. So I guess like what may okay, but sorry, just saying sexy music. Like, what does that mean? Is it like? I think you're like on that it. that kind of like porn music? Is that what they mean? Yeah, I think like slow and urban and like... Urban. <laughs> it's a genre of music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're kind of like saxophones and uh, bongo drums. I don't bongo know. Bongo drums? I don't know. <laughs> uh, and whereas like, the, you know, you can think of music that's definitely non-sexy. Bjork. Yeah. Actually, no. That Bjork's music is very sexy. Um, no, what is non-sexy like music? Like car parts, bottles, and cutlery. Um, the Venga bus. That's non-sexy. The Venga bus is coming. <laughs> that's sexy. Um, so the next time around, they they let people know that it was a robot. They're like, this time, oh. not going to be me touching you. It's definitely going to be a robot. Right. Didn't matter. People were still into oh, it. Oh, I thought you were going to say they were more into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to, it was a different group. So it's okay. hard to know if they were more into it or not. Because if someone was like, this robot is made to like turn you on, I would be like, great. Like this it knows what it's doing. <laughs> It'll be great up. at it. Whereas like, this is an assistant with a brush. I'd be like, all right, mate, what are you, why are you tickling me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's not fine. Far away, you know, sexy robots. Being yeah, sentient. don't they already kind of ex- not sentient? Oh no, okay. I was about to talk about an anime that nobody would know and would make me sound like a creep. So I'm gonna stop. No, please, <laughs> please. All right, this is a terrible anime. <laughs> um, that I don't know how I came. I know how I came upon it. Rob Woods just put it in like a hard drive of mine once, and so I started watching it, and it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And it was called Chobits, and it's um, oh it's God. it's written in like a kind of 2000s kind of time. But it's a set in the future. So it's okay. this future where everyone has these like human companions that are like their personal laptop. But yeah. they're all like Oh wow, I can't believe that. They're all very sexy. Oh, but okay. the thing is is that they've got these like basically almost sentient 
robot assistants that can do everything, but they're still on like dial up. All right. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> and they can't like like but listen like talk on the phone and do a thing at the same time because of when it was written. It's oh kind right, of <laughs> it's really stuck it, it, yeah. on that detail. <laughs> like that, we will never overcome this as humans. This is one thing that is always going to be with the internet is not being able to be on it and the phone at well, the same time. Well, they just couldn't imagine a future where that existed, but yeah. they could imagine well, a future was- with like. Robot companions. Anyway, it's a really dumb show and it's very, like, weirdly sexual and, like, to turn her on you have to touch her special place. It's – it's. I wouldn't recommend – although the <laughs> opening theme for it is the greatest song in the entire history. Go on YouTube and look up Chobit's opening song. <laughs> it is, like, the catchiest thing you've ever heard. Okay. I love it. I, like – sometimes I'll be, like – if I – like, I haven't jogged in a while, but when I used to be on a jog and I was, like, really struggling, I, like, hit the wall, I couldn't do any more – I would put that song on and I could sprint if I wanted to. Do you know which anime song that I really like? Which one? Cowboy Bebop oh, theme. Oh, so good. Such a good theme. That's another good running one. And that that band has like a whole bunch of ones. Anyway, this is this is devoted to anime music. We need to stop. I'm going to go back to lead researcher Tom Fritz. But I have to say, most opening titles of animes are pretty damn awesome. <laughs> um, so the lead researcher of this r- sexy robot experiment Especially Chobits, look it up Said um, that music seems to change our perception of touch Certain features seem to be transferred from music to touch mm. These results also illustrate the evolutionary relevance of music as a social technology So I guess it, the research showed that when sexy music played The robot strokes felt sexy to the person even though the strokes are the same as when the sexy music was not playing. Hence, music can make unsexy things sexy. <laughs> well, that's, I guess that makes a lot of sense because music can make unscary things scary. Yes. Music can make uh, un- unsad things sad. Music is a social technology. Yeah. Very Inter- powerful Interesting. stuff. Interesting. 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 I'll go so far as to say... Amazing. Amazing. Oh, sorry about that. Miss missed the ball there. That's okay. You're looking up your next fact. I'll just do a quick fact um, just before the mailbag, just so we've so I'm getting in my quota of facts. Yeah. This is a sweet fact um, uh, about polar bears. Yes. So polar bears will share their food with each other, but they're very polite. So to ask, they'll go up and they'll they'll touch their nose with the other polar bear to see if it's okay if they can share their food. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? They're like, excuse me, can I have a little bit of food? Oh, nose boop. How do they say no? Uh, probably by mauling them to yeah, death. Yeah, <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. Uh, polar bears are vicious and they've got black skin. Yeah, and, and like it's um, it's not white hair. It's like white. It's uh, clear hair. And it just reflects off the snow. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. I didn't know that. Amazing. Amazing. Polar bears are very good. Okay. okay. Mailbag us. us. Here we go. So this was emailed to hello something amazing at gmail.com. And it's from Luke. Uh, and he says he's a long-time listener and he's an etymological nerd for <laughs> saying. So remember last week we kind of got a bit sidetracked and we went on to like about sayings that kind of bother us because we don't quite understand them. Like you, you mentioned every now and then bothered you because every now and then really is all time. Yeah, because it means seldom, but what name a time that is not now or then. And it, yeah, and then we, okay, yeah. we've done that. <laughs> but you also mentioned um, champing at the bit. Yeah. You didn't know uh, well, what I that did, was uh, about or if it was chomping at the I, bit. Yeah, this was just a question 
Mark. I, I, it doesn't annoy me. Well, I just Luke, don't know which one is right. Luke has answered you. Oh, good. Thank you, Luke. <laughs> he says, to champ at the bit is a reference to workhorses being keen to do their jobs. So the bit is the part of the hearse bridle that goes in the horse's oh, the mouth. mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, that's the, bit the bit the horse bites. And, um, and the horse will be um, pulling forward and chewing Champing, um, but why is that not chomping? On Hank, just give it a second. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> on that, when it's either impatient or excited, champ is interchangeable with chomp these days. Although champing usually has more of a connotation with chewing noisily. Oh, okay. So that's that's answered the question. So Plus, he's added a um a, his favorite saying. Oh yes. Um, which is to carry on like a pork chop. <laughs> um, yeah. And he says it's an abbreviation of an Australian saying about being outraged in an appropriate situation. So the full idiom is to carry on like a pork chop in a synagogue. Wow, because you can't have uh, yeah, pork in a Jewish, synagogue. Jewish people can't have pork. Wow. Carry on like a pork chop in a synagogue. That's amazing. That's amazing. Thank, Thank you, you, Luke. You legend. You're amazing. Uh, You're amazing. Emily, what do you recommend? I recommend if you are going to share your food with someone, do ask politely beforehand. A uh, little nose boop <laughs> is sometimes all it takes. I recommend um, pouring yourself a cup of hot tea and then appreciating <laughs> that you know that sound is hot water. I recommend never learning anything new because it's just going to push out other stuff you might need. Just stick where you're at. You're you're at a good place. <laughs> I recommend uh, reconnecting with an old childhood friend, if not just by trying to draw the floor plan of the house. I recommend learning as much pie as you can and or eating as much pie as you can. I recommend uh, picturing Britney Spears in, in your, your bookcase, juggling bananas, wearing a blue dress, and Mr. Hills, he's in the he's in the kitchen. Uh, also, uh, email us hello something amazing at gmail.com if you want to put something in our mailbag for us to read out. If you are enjoying this podcast, maybe tell a buddy about it. Tell a buddy because then you're sharing amazing facts with them too. Show them our live episode because that was special. What a special time! Um, uh, if you want to leave us a five on a review, we always. I love that. That's really great, really great for us. Great. Uh, that's it. That's it for something amazing. Thanks, Matt Saracini. Thanks, Emily Carl. Bye. Bye.